Get into gates. We're back again, boys. Episode 19. We are talking the third last episode of uh, season one of SG1. Uh, that's episode 20 there, but for the grace of God, we are the full Get Into Gate team. My name is Mitch. To my right, Maddie Gibson. Yo. Brendan Gibson to oh, my hi. left. Hello. And the rookie of Stargate, Reese Gibson. Yes. Good afternoon, morning, noon. <laughs> Whenever you may be listening <laughs> to us. Yes, we are all Stargate fans here, except for Reese, who is new to the show. That's why we're doing what we're doing. We're going back, reliving, reloving the show along with uh, Reese as he experiences it for the first time. We're here to talk one episode each and every uh, week. Of of Get Into Gates, and here we are talking about the third last episode. Uh, who wants to kick us off? I don't want to go... Maybe I should go Maddie, actually, because I kind of got a feeling of how you oh, reacted look, if, to this if, episode. If there was any episode I was going to like not be here for, it was this one. Oh, and I know how important, <laughs> this atten- oh I know how important the attendance record of this show is to you. <laughs> you no, and Brendan are nothing right. else going on. <laughs> I know that the rest... This is one of the... This is, if not, the best episode of the season, so oh, I are, really you hope that you're just... smoking the crack I really hope that you're what just saying this. What do you this. not like it? You know what? Oh, God. Should I read this yes, and then you can go? Helps. This is—I'll tell you what the episode is about according to the 1998 DVD synopsis. <laughs> I just want to say to the audience this. that Maddie is not, in fact, lying just to try and get no. a good no, contrast. No, I never. And for anyone who's ever listened series. to Get Into Geek, which is our other uh, podcast show. He's not doing that there either. He's no. just genuinely <laughs> angry all the time. I'm never a contrarian. I tell it how I feel, so yeah. I'm never trying to. Oh, just don't I'm never trying. I mean, to... sometimes I wish that he would fake it half the time, just so we yeah. can all come in here and get along. <laughs> Kumbaya, kumtraya. Like... <laughs> all hold hands in the circle that we sit in, but no, just make it. Oh, look, the more everyone says kumtraya, the happier I'll be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's let's not do that here, so you can let us know how <laughs> you real feel. I understand how you don't like it. No, I don't. Let's see why there. But for the grace of God, a mysterious mirror transports Jackson to another dimension. Suddenly, he finds him himself on an alternate earth that is under attack from the gold. Daniel foresees that the same cruel fate awaits his earth. Can Walter return to his dimension and save the world? Which really makes no sense can considering Walter everything help? else. Yeah, can Walter help? But I just wanted to really replace I Daniel, don't it seems. Walter... <laughs> I don't think uh, Walter wow. could have helped this episode, could he? Are you joking? Hey, Walter, Are you I want to get to that later. Walter pops up at the end of this episode hey, like hey, a hey, f***ing hey. boss. Hey. Okay. <laughs> You know, like, 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 dress for the occasion. Like, you know? I think that's coined in later seasons as the combat cardigan is what he's wearing at the end. There. <laughs> awesome. Now I know I started off last week with um, uh, Tin Man, and I said that when this popped up, Tin Man, I was like, oh yeah, I don't like this episode, and I grew to love it watching it whatever time that was last week. This episode starts, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I really like this episode. And then it ended, and I'm like, no, 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 I f***ing love this episode. I yeah. really I do. Know. And I, th I think What's maybe... What's not it to like? You know, you got ancient artifacts as trans-dimensional travel, or whatever the f*** he goes, another <laughs> dimension. <laughs> and then... An alien invasion yeah. of Earth? Oh, my God, because I've never seen any of those things ever before. Oh, sorry, Mr. Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Hell. <laughs> yeah, Star Trek did it so much better. Right, let's get to the let's let's get. Remember our rule from last week too. Well, if you do normally... any more than three Star Trek comparisons or references, your microphone goes off for the rest of the review. And my reference counts as one, so just beware. <laughs> Just for anyone listening at home, just to give you an idea, we normally sit in kind of a round circle here and we all just kind of contribute. And a lot of the time we don't make eye contact because we're looking at our notes or, you know, Mitch is working the panel. 
at the moment, I have six <laughs> eyes staring directly at me. And we're like all standing up, just staring down. Standing up, like bearing over me. I've got a tilk frown on. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that would make I this feel better. Like Reese is flexing just, <laughs> just to give his best tilk. Indeed. Just like, I feel like the only way I could get more threatening is if if we were between you and the door. But unfortunately, you are right next to the exit there. Yeah. So <laughs> escape is only a few steps away. Well, talk me through There's it, guys. There's your second what's, Star Trek. No, no, no. <laughs> what didn't you like about it? Well, what did you guys like about it? No, Everything Brendan just said, I, just I think. That was three things. Tell us one thing that you didn't like about it. Okay, so we're going to go to a mirror. Tell us one good thing about Emancipation, then. <laughs> <laughs> that knife fight at the end. That knife fight was awesome. No good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't say bring up an example of bad <laughs> fight choreography. <laughs> I just think the whole thing was really ham-fisted. Like, we're going to go to a mirror universe literally through a mirror. Like, come on. Literally through... What is this? Alice in Wonderland? Like, Didn't you on. hear how they described alternate universes? Though? It wasn't a mirror universe. Yeah, but he goes through... He literally touches the mirror and goes to an alternate universe. The whole mirror universe How would thing. you have liked him to go to an alternate universe, oh, Maddie? Tell us. Something a little more creative Other than, than ancient through ancient artifacts. Technically, was it a mirror because he never saw his own reflection? Yeah, there was no reflection. He, co- it, he referred to it as... a reflection of the room. Yeah, but he referred to it as no, it a wasn't. mirror. It was... You could see the room Yeah, but the artifact to. is known yeah. from this point forward as the quantum mirror. Yeah, but you, that's something cool it's that a, they named full, it. My yeah. mum had one of those in her, in her bedroom. A like quantum just mirror? A, just a, a mirror in the corner. Why have you not told us about this A full-length mirror in the corner. Like... <laughs> oh god, I was I was gonna say something sober. <laughs> say what? some joke. We've all been to your mum's bedroom before. <laughs> we know what mirrors in her bedroom. But how come you guys haven't all seen her, Catherine Powell? Is it on the roof or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't believe we've waited nineteen weeks to bring up a mum joke. <laughs> oh shit! I so just, yeah, mm. I mean, I don't mind. You know, alternate reality episodes, but for this one, like, I just felt like there was no, there were no stakes. Like, we know Daniel's not going to die. Like, I think that that's the only bad thing I had to say about it is that Daniel's like, but what about my Earth? And they're like, can you just time? We don't really time stamp that for me, Mitch. (laughs) Brendan said that's the only bad thing about this episode. I'm going to need that later on. If you can just get that audio for me, I'm going to need that later on. The only thing that annoyed me was like, well, it didn't really annoy me because I agreed with him. That's fine. What about my Earth? And then they're like. No, yeah, that, that's, okay. mate, that's all I need. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I agree. I, I do have a smoking gun that I'm going to save for the end. <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. You can just sit over there in the corner and we'll talk about this awesome episode. <laughs> well, you can see it yourself. Obviously, most people listening... Don't get, don't get patronising that you got one thing over him. Like, we'll go through back 20 episodes and find shit on you. <laughs> no, I'm just... Bring it the dossier, Reese. That's what I'm saying. Obviously, Next time I'm at your mum's house, I'm going to have a word to her about you. <laughs> Hold a grudge. <laughs> Obviously, people listening to this episode, you know, enjoyed the episode, so I don't want to spend half an hour, you know, shitting on it because I'm interested on on why you guys like it so much. I do have some other notes here on the things I didn't like about the episode, but that's what I'm trying to get out of you. Tell well, us. Okay, so well, if you want me to just go through yes. my notes, okay. So and then got... we can correct you for the rest of the yeah. episode. <laughs> Everything was just Be careful because this is your last episode. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was the the writing was sloppy and everything was way too convenient. So well, you've, you've, I agree with you there. It was Robert C. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> that was my smoking gun for later on. Um, so you've got this alternate universe where so many things are different. Carter never entered the military. O'Neill is the general, general. and uh, Hammond is the is the colonel. Um, Tilk's got a giant friggin' ponytail. Um, <laughs> 
Daniel n- never said yes to the program. All these things that are completely different about the entire universe. But SG-1's IDC is still the same, so Daniel can get through the Stargate on his own. Really? Yep. Sure. Come on. Hey, well, <laughs> did you? Yeah, but they explained it. <laughs> no, they didn't. Some alternate universes are completely different. Some are almost identical. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. We've just gone to we've gone to this new universe where these so many different things have happened. We've got a different leader, a different you know events. Yet Ra's still dead. Yeah. As far as we know, there is no SG-1 because. Um, Tilk isn't part of the team. Daniel's not part of the team. Carter's not part of the military, and O'Neill is the the colonel. Oh, sorry, were... is is the general? No, they do. It's got Cameron Mitchell as the head of SG One, <laughs> <laughs> and, and a couple. Well, of no, you're right. There's no SG One as we know it, but there is still an, a, a team SG One right. because yeah. he's got SG One's code. Daniel has yeah, the yeah. exact same IDC code as, as that. SG one. Yeah, but that's like saying like in this episode, why did they establish it in the same mountain and stuff? It's like they're in the same mountain using the same like computer technology. For all we yeah. know, they they literally have a computer where they go, how do we co- computer like computer program? Yeah, like they go. It's like the lotto through. numbers. Like on auto, you just go click and it yeah. and it comes up with a random number. Yeah. It's like on the. I, look, it's I agree. That, that is a very the convenient same thing. Program the IDC codes. There you go. And, no, you're right. That actually was the first thing that, that stuck out to me in the episode. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. That Damn is a Walter. matter of. They do kind of shoot themselves in the foot with that IDC, I suppose. Why is that? With with that, they can't. They have to have SU1's IDC or an Stargate team's IDC to get into the. SGC, yeah, to 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 make them regardless open of the which iris. episode mm. it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and for me too. I guess. Oh, well, are the military are like a guard always waiting for SG One, like guns at the ready whenever they come back through the gate? Well, I mean, we're in an alternate universe, so in this one they're at war and they're being bombarded from space. Yeah, so well, that's at, true. At I, guess. Point, yeah. I guess. Yeah. No, I was just wondering because they're at a, yeah. a heightened defense level. Yeah. For, for me, they're like so even though that. the idea of an iris is so important and so great. In our uh, SGC, this is the SGA, was it? Yeah. Um, don't know it's the SGA. Yeah. Like for me, maybe an easier way around that IDC, is that what it's called? Um, yeah. A thing around the IDC was maybe in this world they don't have an iris, but there is always an armed guard there waiting. Like they, they haven't come yeah. up with the idea of an iris. That would have been maybe cool, was that mm. Daniel sends through a code, it doesn't really mean anything because they're not they don't receive IDCs. Yeah. They just don't have they just have, a, they didn't you know, have an armed yeah, guard there. For you know. me it could be much easier to write they don't have an iris. And yeah. They've got some other They've been bom- like bombarded that. by bombs. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Too many bombs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean the iris did play a big part in the episode though. Mm. So yeah. they needed the iris. And I guess it would, to them, it would give Daniel, like, they'd believe him more because, yes, he did have the IDC. Yeah, right. But but what I'm saying is, in that initial moment when they got SG-1's IDC, when the incoming wormhole came through, where was SG-1? Is if the Earth is being bombarded and they, and the whole like point... Like said, it's just some, another team. Like, you never see SG-2 or 3 or 4. You don't see them hanging around. Yeah, because yeah, at but, the but end, that's what I mean. didn't S- they say... SG-1 is the most important, and Catherine says, when she introduces him to Jack, Catherine says, this is Daniel, he had SG-1's IDC. So mm-hmm. if you're the mm-hmm. number one team of, of the SGA, then yeah. you're important. The mountain and the entire planet is getting... You saw that map where all these, you know, places are being, you know, wiped off the planet. They're trying to get people to the beta site. Where are SG-1? They're probably out they can, finding shit. It would have been cool to find... I reckon it would have been cool to find out. I'm not going semantics. They well, at, at the end, did they not say... No, but that's what, this is what you guys want from me, and that is the semantics, is this is a, a piece of fiction, so it's it's up, it's up to the writer to 
I think if you to, had a double check, episode for this, you probably could have got away this. with probably couldn't have got away with those. It could have taken one line to say SGC is at the beta site. Do they ever say SG, SG1's at the beta site? No. If they said SG1's at the you beta site... You know what would be more interesting? They're dead. It's like SG1 <laughs> yeah. are dead and it's like, hang on, they're dead but we had to open the iris because their yeah. IDC was exactly. coming Exactly. A you little know. something like that. Yeah. I don't know. And they're, cool. they're under attack. F***ing Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame old David Kemper. He created the story. He's like, hey, I've got a cool story. Robert, well, you want to write it? Shit, yeah, I do. Because he's actually uh, the EP and a writer for uh, Farscape. He actually became oh. a, a, big, a big, um, big guy in, um, in Farscape. So, and again, Farscape have done this kind of episode much better. Um, but yeah, it's those little things like that. Is the whole, the whole... So do you not <laughs> so- like it because you're comparing it to Farscape? No, well, yes and no. In terms of this concept of the alternate universe, yeah. I've seen done better multiple times yeah, yeah. before in, and in after what this series. Farscape, Star Trek. <laughs> oh, that's two. That's two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you fell into that one. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Buffy, Angel. They've done alternate, alternate realities and stuff like that as well. Roseanne. So, I, um, for me, it was actually just... Roseanne's seventh season was an alternate reality. There you go. <laughs> I remember was it. Seventh or ninth? I can't remember. Um, I don't know it that well. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, what I liked about it is because it was so different to what we've seen before, and mm. alternate reality. Uh, yeah, this isn't. This is the first one we've seen, right? This is the first kind of. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, different. that's why I love it. It opens so many doors as to the possibilities, and it just goes to show. Uh, well, us as the viewer, like that's there's still more out there. Like we haven't seen everything. And there's still plenty more, you know, technology, alternate universes, and there's so much, so much more that can happen. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a cool concept. Mm. I just, for me, it just fell flat. Like to me, I didn't care when the entire SGA team was getting, you know, killed one by one. Yeah. Like I feel like. Wow, you're a harsh I guess, man. <laughs> well, they're from an alternate reality. I know they're all going to die. I don't care about them. So. Mm. Yeah. There's for me, there's no emotional resonance, and I don't think there was meant to be either. You're supposed to kind of follow well, Daniel. What are we doing? Well, he's following Daniel and like, because he's freaking out the whole time. So for mm. me, that was the highlight of the episode because you, he's freaking out completely. The one thing yeah. that pissed me off is how long it took him to understand, oh, wait, oh, I'm yeah. in an alternate reality. I think especially off the back of last week, like where shit was going wrong for them. And they, they very quickly, that, I made a point of it last week, they quickly realized that they weren't who they thought they were, right? Yeah. They were, in fact, robots. There was all this evidence to suggest they weren't who they were. Mm. And they come to that realization, it was like, okay, what do we do with that information? It took, I think, what, seven or eight different examples yeah. over the course of half the episode where Daniel <laughs> just kept going... But you're on my team, and mm. I, you yeah. know, Catherine, Even I was at your up house the a week ago. And says SGA. Yeah. And, <laughs> and only like 30 minutes into the episode, does he remember? Oh, I've got a camcorder in oh, my the, bag that, that shows me. No, that ship was like, why did you only think of that now? Yeah, but then again, exactly. maybe if he does bring it up at the start, they, because they, they are so convinced when they first meet him that he is part of the Gould or something, yeah. that that is trickery. Whereas at the end, or towards the end, when he's slowly making his point and he's becoming a little bit more believable to them, does he bring out evidence that they're going to mm. more so... Look into believing, maybe if if, uh, I, if they, I, they trust him. A I did bit. like the way when he finally sort of is is sparring with um with Carter about you know and he realizes that oh my god this is an alternate reality just the laugh of disbelief. Mm. Is it possible that the the Stargate 
malfunctioned or went haywire and, and, and I came through into a totally screwed up, different version of Earth. No, I doubt that. The Stargate uses space-time to create a wormhole that allows us to travel across great distances, but it, it doesn't take you to an alternate reality. Alternate reality? Well, basically, scientists have theorized that there are an infinite number of dimensions, each containing a different possible version of reality. Well, it sounds like I theoretically possibly actually found one. One what? What Sam said, uh, uh, alternate reality, a parallel plane. I mean, wouldn't that explain why everything here is the same, but different? I mean, okay, the theory is that there are an infinite number of alternate realities. Some of them are very different, and some are almost identical. That has to be what this is. So th this isn't my world at all. This is some sort of <laughs> other dimension? I love that laugh. And I, I, I reckon he just swallowed a fly there. I would, <laughs> <laughs> Need just, to hit the line out. Just the, the, the scoffing laugh of disbelief. I, I really would love to know whether that was written or that whether that was a Michael Shanks choice. Yeah. Whether he just wanted to scoff at the ridiculousness of it or whether it was... Because it is a very John Crichton thing well. And knowing that um, David Kemper did, did do the story for this, it's interesting to see whether um, like who, where, that, where that choice came from. I did, yeah. I did enjoy that. God, I love Crichton. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you guys talk about what you enjoyed about it. I for me, it was ev everything was awesome. Just having something kind of you realize, like it is the same but different. You're like, oh, okay, so cool. Um, Jack's the general, and then Carter comes in with long hair, and then you find out that they're engaged. And we talked about that in Solitudes, how that was the kind of the first romantic thing. This time, they're kind of thrown it in your face. Mm. It's like, mm. oh, okay, so potentially this could actually happen, and it didn't. But then all the differences, and then Tilk with his ponytail come down. And <laughs> yeah, that was like a monster <laughs> ponytail, just destroying everything. And yeah. then... like, how does that work if he wants to put the the um, snake head on? Like, has he got to <laughs> like wrap that around yeah. his neck like a scarf, or what's just going put it on up there? in a bun? I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then um, O'Neill kind of has a moment with Tilk at the end. How he he's like, you know, we you can free your people from slavery. And he's like. Yeah, well, you killed my people, so yeah. mm. f*** you. That was that was a, that was <laughs> that cool, was the last hope. That was a cool turn in that the yeah. bomb that they yeah. sent through that Daniel was trying to, and that's something that our universe would never do. Like they would never send that bomb through to a non-military target. Yeah, and the fact that that blew up in their face at the end by well, by theoretically Jack General O'Neill talking to Teal theoretically could have talked him around like they did in the pilot, but Chulak had been bombed. And that was kind of the the cementic moment where yeah. They I, see, have... I disagree with you. I think if if aliens were invading Earth, and because remember they didn't know where um, that where Chulak was, where, where the Goa'uld home uh, planet was, until Daniel got there and told them the the address for it. So they're going, you know where their home is. Write mm. it down, and then they knew. And then if if Earth was getting absolutely hammered. And everyone was getting murdered. They'd just be like, "All right, send a nuke through." You know, maybe they'll turn them around. Even uh, Jackson didn't have a comeback for that when O'Neill says, "We're at war. What else? What do yeah. you want me to do?" And, and what, like, mm, what can okay. they do? I liked how long he held that, where he was yeah. trying to think of an answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and even O'Neill was willing to let him think yeah. of an answer because he knew that he wasn't going to be able to do it. Well, to, to me, I just it just feels like well, they know they're not. They're the whole point. Like the last sort of act of the episode is they're not going to last more than ten, they're barely going to last the hmm. the remainder of this this window of opportunity of the, of, of this gate being open for thirty eight minutes. They're going to fall, and if I mean, if that falls, and the whole half the planet's already gone, what is sending a bomb through to the other planet? Yeah, going to prove just and the I, last hurrah. Just go down swinging. You got us here. Yeah. 
That's what he said, wasn't it? Something, something like, that. like that. Yeah, and to me, just obviously that that highlights that it is yeah, the it highlights the the different reality. Mm. But to me, that makes me like this reality less because it shows Jack as a dick, like, and he's dumb. He's making dumb choices. I mean, he is at war, so he's under pressure and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but he's just it's not my team, so I don't care about them because they're making it make. They're making dumb decisions. But I reckon Jack would do that in our reality. If he was the if general, was general, just think yeah. about in the movie, he was going to detonate it. In Tin Man that we just did last yeah. week, he said, I'm going to don't send a bomb. Why would I do that? Because I do. That's what I do. Mm. And in this, he's he does. He sends the bomb to Chulak. Yeah, so I don't so, think so that's basically what this out ep- of his episode character. says is without Daniel Jackson, the earth is destroyed. Is Daniel? Well, we da- already know that Daniel Jackson is awesome. Is, <laughs> so, is the is the reference of the title? Or Tilk. The, the title of the episode are they saying Daniel is God? <laughs> there, but for the grace of God, there, but for the I grace never of Daniel. Understood the I? concept of the title. You, is there it's anything the behind it? It's from the, just for a, a uh, line. It's talking about. It's like you know. The, <laughs> I guess that's why I didn't. Really the path, the path less traveled. You know, if if circumstances were different, right? Then something bad could have befallen me. But they're crediting it to the grace of God that you made the right decision. Blah blah blah. Yep. So basically, they're calling Daniel God in this episode. Maybe, or whoever decided to send him back. Was it Carter? Carter sent him back to Earth. Well, no, because that, that, uh, no. that reality Catherine is... Catherine was Catherine. behind the controls, yeah. No, but that, that reality was fucked the moment Daniel said no to Catherine two years ago. Mm. So How did if, that affect... That's, that is, to me, that is the defining moment. Yes, this reality was already different because, you know, Jack and... Um, uh, I keep wanting to call him the general, but he's not in this. Mm, Colonel Hart- Hammond. Yeah, Colonel Hammond Colonel just Hammond. doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> so Jack and Hammond obviously are switched, and, and Carter's never been in the military. So there are automatic differences in this, um, in this universe already. But the fact that Daniel said no is the defining moment for me that leads to this planet's destruction. Well, well, how yeah. did that affect... No, 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 because he, he, as he said, they still went through and they still killed Ra. Yeah, and, uh, yeah but as which the Which is why the Goa'ul Ah, but as, as the guys just said, um, O'Neill was, went to Abydos on that, in the movie, right? Yeah. And was going to set off the bomb and destroy Abydos, and it was Daniel that talked him out of it. And then they, them working together, managed to get it onto the ship as it was taking off and destroyed Ra and saved Abydos. And then Daniel spent spent a year. No, on I think the I think the the fork in the road is that Daniel wasn't on Abydos for that year, and so I assume in this alternate reality, Sharae was taken by the Gawauld, except they just didn't bother following them. Well, then, and mm. that's and that's because that's that's what they went to Chulak to get. Share and yeah, so and that's Skara. that's the other hole in they the didn't plot. Meet that's the other Tilk. hole in the plot for me. So, so um, Tilk not not meeting Tilk is a key one too. Yeah, but I think if you trace it back far enough, Daniel saying no and not getting involved yeah. in the Stargate program, which to is me, the is premise the... of the movie as well. If he had said no, the movie wouldn't have existed. Mm. That's right. Well, the movie would exist. It would have just, just been very different. Long just, time. It would have just been yeah. twelve people sitting around <laughs> doing jack shit. <laughs> Catherine <laughs> went there instead of Daniel, didn't she? In this alternate universe. Isn't that what they said? Did she go to the planet? To Abydos. She she eventually yeah. figured out how to activate the gate. Yeah. And she said, oh, we referenced some of Daniel's work, blah, blah, blah. What yeah. I admit, we referenced yeah. some of your work. Did you, though? Because she prefaced <laughs> that by saying, you're the one with the crazy theories that yeah. we used, actually, we used when we were messing around <laughs> with the greatest discovery of humankind. Yeah. But I actually did like the, that, uh, as a side note to everything we're discussing, the, the Catherine is in this alternate reality playing such a vital role because yeah. we brought up when Daniel went and visited her a couple of episodes into the season and she said, oh my God, I haven't seen you, you know, since 
um, you left for Abydos. Um, and we're saying, the, were they really that close? Well, yeah, but they, were they really that close? But we were like, how much has she been pushed out of the whole thing when she was there? Like, since she was a child, she was part of developing yeah. what the yeah. Stargate was. And she I lost think, her fiancé. I think from a legal point of view, doesn't she own the Stargate? <laughs> yeah, technically. <laughs> and, yeah. like, the military is, like, renting it off her? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of cool to see her play such a role and be a bit of a different Catherine again. Mm. They're in war, so she's a little bit more stern and whatnot. But nice, too, that the relationship between Catherine and Daniel was what sort of opened the possibilities for the rest of the story. Yeah. As it did in the movie, their relationship and and, um, and their communication between each other, what they established at the start of the film, paved the way for what happened the rest of the film. And in this episode was that no one was believing Daniel until... It just something clicked with Catherine, and he, you know, talked about Ernest and and that sort of thing. So, but I just I, I don't know I don't know in this reality how we got to this point. Like if if we're if we're talking about what happened in the movie and Children of the Gods. So we open up at Children of the Gods. It's been a year, and we haven't heard from the ghoul. As far as we know, we've gotten away with it. Nobody knows where we are. That nobody knew that we were the Tari. We find in a couple of episodes later that world's been lost forever. But of pure chance, Apophis rocks up to um to Earth. Steals yeah. that steals that blonde chick from the room and takes off. And at that up until that point, Earth has only ever thought that the Stargate went to one place. So we assume that then in this alternate reality they've gone back to Abydos, a planet they blew up. Found the cartouche. Well, they blew it up with a nuke. So no, they didn't. They, how did they kill Ra then? Well, that's what I'm saying. This is what the episode doesn't doesn't tell us. Well they killed Ra, even Daniel said both both realities killed Ra, so you'd assume... But you said before, the whole point of it is um, O'Neill was going to set off the nuke, yeah, um, and he was going to stay there and die with it, and it was Daniel that... But he that, didn't. That, but it was Daniel in, in our reality, it was Daniel that talked him out of that. Wasn't and it? Then well, they, and then they worked together, then? because Daniel, remember Daniel came out of the sarcophagus, he thought he was dead, blah, blah, and they worked together, they put the nuke into the rings that went up and blew up Ra's ship and saved Abydos. Yeah. So we don't know in this alternate reality if Abydos was blown up or not, but when we get I to Abydos, not because Ra died, right? I assume the same way. Yeah, I think all, Daniel- all we know, like, there's so many possibilities of what could have happened. All we know is that Ra, they killed Ra, and then that's why the Garwald are coming to invade Earth as a as a retribution. Right, but then, mm. and I don't want to spoil this for Reese uh, because of you know the next couple of episodes that are coming along, but. So in this universe, sorry, in this alternate universe, it's, we assume Apophis because Teal'c is there and he's coming to get retribution for the death of Ra. But then in our universe, in the next couple of episodes, is what happens because of what happened in Children of the Gods or is it revenge for the death of Ra? Yeah. Probably. I don't want to shit in this episode because you guys love it and you guys are all looking well, really to me, I didn't, now. To me, you I didn't really... You guys were just like low energy and just out of just going... Oh God, he's poking me! <laughs> no, 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 love it. Like, no, it's actually really to good to point, like yeah. if you yeah. guys love the episode, that's great. And you it know, still doesn't change the way I feel about the episode. No, but well, that's for me, good. it's that's um, good. I didn't really care about that those little details too much because I'm like, it's an alternate reality. I can live with that. That's enough. They both killed Ra. There was enough for me to, to for me to believe it. And yeah, press we on. can fill in the blanks. And for the fact, like simple fact that, like you said, they're gonna all die anyway. So who gives a shit? And then I was surprised that they actually. We're listening to Daniel by saying, "Well, this is Tilk. You know, he's in SG One. Here it is on tape. That was mm. cool. I love that. Mm. It was kind of like, and even Carter mentions it. They were actually 
viewing an alternate yeah. reality. Oh, and like there's and little elements like that I think are really great. So cool. But yeah. in terms of the overall story beats, because then there's just that moment where, oh, we've got this magical SOS um, signal yeah. from that we received three months ago. I didn't really notice that the first few times I watched it until this time I'm kind of going, okay. I've got, I've got the Who? bit there if you Why? want to play it, Mitch. Why did they send it? The first part sounds like a derivation of ancient Egyptian. We couldn't recognize it. Oh, you didn't learn how to speak it aloud on Abydos. <laughs> Burn! This come from? It's a deep space transmission I received this picked up about three months ago. So, why are you showing this to me now? Because the transmission originated from the same quadrant of space as P3R233. Where your mirror is. We went to 233 after we received the transmission, but the civilization had been destroyed by the Goulds. We didn't find any mirror, though. Well, it was right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Cooper. Beware the destroyers. The Sharpie on the paper. Some two, three, three's aliens must have sent out the warning before their civilization was destroyed by the ghouls. What does the rest say? It just says they come from, but the the sentence isn't complete. There's just more sounds, pulses, or beats of some kind. Yeah, we've analyzed them. And obviously not enough. <laughs> They're divided into groups: three, thirty-two, sixteen, eight. 10 and 12. That's six numbers. Yeah. They've had it for three months. Daniel figures it out in yeah, three that, seconds. That, yeah, but that's they the Stargate the address just story. without the point of origin. They didn't have Beware the Destroyer. Beware the from. Destroyers. They come yeah. from they didn't 3, 32, 16, 8, so 10, and 12. The aliens who lived on 233 found out where the Gould attack originated? Well, like a Gould homeworld? Or at least a military base. They must have assigned a number to each symbol on the Stargate. It's a code. All we need to do is figure out which symbol the aliens use to represent the number one and start counting from there. Well, the only unique symbol they would have is the point of origin for 233. But that symbol may not even be on our Stargate. Except I have the alien gate on tape. So Carter and um, Catherine have just attributed that distress call that they got three months ago to the species on 233 who are now extinct. They've been wiped out. In our universe, SG-1 went to 233. That, that species has already been wiped out. We never got that message three months ago. Yeah, mm. true. So this is what I mean. It's, I, get they, what, I, I get don't what understand you guys... why that's... They're the little reasons why you f***ing hate it. Because like, it's yeah, like the writing. Your... Like it's, I, can't, I can't immerse myself. Like I don't care about this alternate universe. Yeah. I know because I'm watching a TV show that's 20 episodes into, into its first season. I know Daniel's going to survive. So there's no real threat to Daniel, um, but is that that's not really the, the the point of the show as it is? Like the whole point of the show is them going out and learning new things, isn't that what no, excites no, you, or the is whole, it the risk no, of death? The whole it's point, continuity race. No, the whole <laughs> the whole point of this episode is to give Daniel this piece of information to continue us on to the two next episodes. Which is, yeah, obviously that's the next the, episode that's, that's is the, so good. That's the only reason this episode exists is for yeah. Daniel to have this address. Reese, how far are you? Have you watched the season finale yet? No. Or, okay. And have you watched Politics yet? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the only I'll... we'll be back yeah, next it, week it's to talk about yeah. politics. Right? Maddie hates this episode, which yeah. is one of the best. I feel and like... he loves politics, <laughs> which is actually the worst out of the ten so, years. So next week it's going to be a complete <laughs> reverse. Makes no sense. Where I'm going to be sitting and you guys are going to be shouting all your hatred at me for it. Yeah. 
But so from a from a from a narrative point of view, this episode only exists to give Daniel this piece of information of this address of where the destroyers come from. It's the only reason it exists, yeah. and that gets yeah. us to our season. But it's cool. That gets to our season finale. Like I said, like there's interesting elements in here, but overall the story arc for me fails because I well, in a way you could say that Rogue One was only a reason for to get Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. Throw throw mm-hmm. that out there <laughs> to what? get the priest of technology. Sending uh, R2 to see Luke. That's the only reason Rogue One existed. You didn't, we didn't need to see Rogue One, did we? We already know that Luke's going to be the hero in Star I'm Wars. I'm confused. Talking about what's Star Wars. Got, yeah, what's it got to do with his, <laughs> with his lightsaber? Were you saying that this episode is the... That's the only reason so which shouldn't exist. That's it. He got that little key bit of information. Yeah. So then Luke What's gets, Luke's lightsaber got to do with Rogue One? Well, because he gets it from Obi-Wan. Yeah, but neither Luke nor Obi-Wan are in Rogue One. I feel like we're getting off track here. I feel like this should be in a Rogue <laughs> no, One track. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know you, I I think I, I know I know what you mean as well. Like Star. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then eventually gets him his lightsaber, but then there's no what's the point of having Rogue One? That's Yeah, because we we yeah, yeah, I know you, I know what you mean. Like we watched a 2 hour and 20 minute movie about getting the plans into Leia's hands. Yeah. That's that's the end the, the, the only reason Rogue One exists. It didn't even need to exist because it was <laughs> Rogue One was a one line made up of about seven words in the opening crawl mm. of the very first Star Wars movie made. Yes. I am one with the Force of Force. You know, forty years ago, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, exactly. And so we didn't need to see that, but it's like you know they made a movie of it anyway, and they made it cool. It's like, and I, in yeah, a way, I feel there's... like next week we might be able to talk about politics as well. Is that in in a yeah. way? Well, I do actually like politics way more than obviously what uh, the Gibson brothers do, and <sighs> maybe not as much as you do, Maddie, but that. That whole episode could have been ten minutes, but it stretched yeah. oh, yeah. out into forty. Oh, you know, totally. and there's a reason for it. You yeah. Know? Uh, um, whereas I think both of you are making good points about this this episode. You 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 don't like the the tiny little details, uh, Maddie, well, uh, in the, this the, episode. The story that isn't, isn't it doesn't work, right? Yeah, the little details. Yeah, it does, it's not fleshed out enough. Whereas in a way, Brennan was saying, "Well, look, there's so I don't much disagree. other." Yeah, Robert C. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> that there's so much other stuff in this episode this going on that they don't <laughs> yeah. have enough time. Whereas, and then Brennan did say too that if it was a double episode. There'd be so hey, much if it was stuff. A, if you know, it was a double episode, I might yeah, be all for it. That's exactly it, it right. It expands yeah. on these problems that I have. And in terms of Rogue One, well, I mean, that's it still takes place in this universe and there's consequences for it. But everything that happens to Daniel and all those people that died and everything that happens there, there's no consequences to that. Um, yeah, but I, I think the, that's the point of it is that Daniel now knows this can happen. Yeah. This is the extreme and this yeah. could happen because essentially they come here because we killed Ra, we killed Ra and in my universe... And we killed Ra in this universe, that's and the they've threat, come yeah. to kill us. This is what can happen. That's and he what goes makes... back. Yeah, but, he... but it would never happen because when you look at these characters, they're all making dumb decisions. You know, you've got them. But that doesn't not... stop the guy all to come and drop well, space yes, bombs well, on yes, us. <laughs> well, yes, it does. Because if O'Neill hadn't made the dumb decision of sending the nukes through the wormhole as soon as he got the address to Chulak, he theoretically could have turned um, Teal'c to their side yes, and turned the tide. That just, my point still stands. Yeah, but if Daniel Ra's wasn't dead, there, so the Goa'ul, it doesn't matter what SGC do, the Goa'ul are still on their way because Rai's dead. No, the Goa'ul are already there. Like, they're there bombing the planet. Half the planet's already destroyed. Yeah, you're missing the point. <laughs> what I'm saying is, in either universe, yeah. nothing's going to stop the Goa'ul to come to Earth and bomb the shit out of it. Regardless of what anyone well, in SGC does. I feel like the final episode... Because the damage has already been... Yeah, I feel like okay. the final episode of this series <laughs> disproves your point, because in two episodes time... Well, I have f***ing seen it! <laughs> so well, pipe down so what, what, well, not Just really. let me be wrong for three weeks! 
I don't know, like, if you guys like it, that's great. And there's definitely points, you know, here and interesting elements and, and little little 30-second bits that I find really interesting. But as a whole, I find this episode is, is a failure. I like the pacing of the episode. Like, it starts off the way that every episode starts off. They get to a planet, something happens, credits... Actually, I think the pre-credits were... I lasted a very long time, actually, in this episode, now that I say that. Mm. As it's like... And I know you said you didn't really care. There was no threat because you knew... Daniel well, no, was, was never threat. going. There no, but no you said like, stakes. well, no, no stakes, stakes because of Daniel and stuff. Like, I, I know that, but at the same time, I and I wrote a note down. Like, it's almost not, not to bring up like almost. I'm trying to think now how to probably well, something that I wanted to bring up to you guys, and I guess it'll be hard. It'll be impossible for Reese and a little bit harder for Mitch. But Brennan, you might remember. There's an episode. Uh, is it 2010 that yeah. comes in about season five? To me, it's a very similar story to this. Yeah, and done a thousand percent better. A yeah, it's not better. an alternate reality, but... Well, it is. It's an alternate reality in the future. And yeah, they have to change the future and all that sort of stuff. And it's a it's a Hail Mary mm. kind of thing trying to, to change the future. To me, that episode was done a thousand percent better than this one. For, I, I think they're both... Because Robert C. Cooper didn't write it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're both the same. For me, Like I loved them both equally. Like this... Well, like see, we've I, said, I found that I could season one to that, that has SG-1 plot holes all the way through. This. We've we've said that. Oh the yeah, whole it's way. not a perfect series. And you know, and that's what I can kind of attribute this to are those kind of little plot holes. And I didn't notice it the first time I saw it. The first probably three or four times I saw it, I thought it was awesome. There's only this time around that I kind of saw the tiny little plot holes, the um the warning from the other Earth, uh, from the other world, from P uh, P two R whatever it is. Mm. And I didn't care about that. I think the first time I saw it too, I did actually care about Tilk. I'm like, Tilk's still under the service of Apophis. It was, it was cool to see Tilk as so a bad, bad guy. It's almost like, again, to bring up Rogue One, yeah, we saw Vader, Vader being a bad guy. Yeah. You know, So it was cool to see Tilk in bad guy mode. And then O'Neill realised, uh, yeah, I'm not going to really turn him over and he's just, just gone mm. and boom and blast yeah. him away. I'm like, that yeah. was cool. And I think yeah, that's, that was so awesome. that's all this was. This was like a Twilight Zone episode just to show all our characters dying, but with no yeah. stakes at the end. Like, because if you think about it, like in, if you're in that room and Daniel is the one saying, well, Tilt can be an ally. He's, he's one of my best mates. I know that he doesn't, you know, doesn't follow these, these false gods. And then he sends, da he sends um, Jack to yeah. go and convince him. And I know Jack did convince him in our universe, but I feel like Daniel would be the one to, yeah. to give that emotional plea because he knows Tilt. Yeah. Jack doesn't know Tilk. Yeah. Daniel does. Daniel could have got under Tilk's skin yeah. and convinced him, but they send Jack so that Tilk can kill Jack. So yeah. we can see a cool thing. That's so why I, I kind of yeah. think, you, you, in a way, you can compare this alternate reality storyline almost to the you know the the theory or the the idea of time being you know a river and that time travel you, know, you can throw a rock in it'll yeah. create a ripple but eventually but the river the, keeps flowing yeah, the, the way that it was always yeah. intended like you were saying before Reese is that Daniel and and you said as well Maddie that Daniel wasn't on Abydos in this alternate reality but the path of fate in a way very closely aligned to our SG1 and our team and our timeline and our reality was that Ra eventually did die and that even in this particular episode Jack was always going to die, right? Before Daniel ever came back, that ship was always going to land on Cheyenne Mountain. They were always going to come down and invade. And Jack, some way or another, was probably going to die. Whether or not at the hands of Teal'c or not, he was going to die. And Teal'c yeah. was always going to stay a bad guy. Yeah. Um, because no one was going to be there to convince him. Daniel gets inserted into the storyline. And he says, hey, go and convince Teal'c. 
O'Neill's like, whatever, I'll go take a shot, goes down there. But because of Daniel's, also because of Daniel's uh, interjection into the story, Trulock became a thing. Trulock gets bombed. Mm. Tilk still remains a bad guy because of things that Daniel tried to do to help the situation. Yeah. So, Which I don't think that's such a bad thing. Oh, I'm, I'm me, not saying it's human, a bad thing at all. No, that's human nature. Like We kind of panic, we f*** up and go, shit, okay, we shouldn't have done that in yeah. hindsight, mm. which is... Fair enough for me. That's what all I put that episode that those bits in that episode too. Like if Daniel had uh, had his time over again, he probably wouldn't have given him Chulak. He did obviously. give that very freely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, How does like, someone oh, that smart just, go? Oh, what you he want? Was, this? He was yeah. trying to convince him though. Like yeah, yeah, he's yeah. trying to. I can do. I can do that. Yeah, and yeah, I am on your side. I'll give yeah, you information yeah. that the bad guys yeah. would yeah. want to be kept very private. Hang his, on a second. In what? his mind, the Jack he knows wouldn't just send a nuke through for no yeah. reason. Yeah. yeah. Like, that actually was. Even though Jack, uh, like you said, he was in war and he was making dumb decisions anyway, but he was still. It was the general version of our Colonel mm. Jack. Like, he was still yeah. Jack O'Neill, whereas mm. Colonel Hammond was still General Hammond just with the lower rank, you yeah. know? Like, they were still the, the same characters that uniform. we know. They just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just did not look right, did it? <laughs> and, then, and then the other bit that kind of annoyed me was there was the big plot point right at the end where... They go, oh, we need the remote you bought for the mirror. And Sam goes, I'll go get it. And then runs upstairs and blows it up. And Daniel goes, oh, well, I guess I'll leave without it then. Yeah, thank God he didn't need that it's to just, turn the mirror yeah. back on. Yeah, that was what got yeah, me. Yeah, the luckily end. there wasn't any, any power save mode yeah, on that yeah. mirror where it just turned itself <laughs> off <laughs> after yeah, half right. an hour of inactivity. I'm assuming uh, it was just, it was stayed on that whole time. But then yeah. we now in our universe have no control of that mirror because yeah. we have no remote. Yeah. Mm. So we can't, we can't really use that mirror again unless we're going to go so back to that. Just out of interest, Matty, do you, when you first watched that episode, did you like it as you were watching it? And it no. was, or was it. So you didn't wow. analyze it and then go, yeah, no, nah, that was pretty shit. No, from the get go, I've, I've, I never cared about the alternate reality people. Um, but I've never cared about alternate reality people in any form of. Anything. Well, like I said, two like, thousand. You talked about last week. Two thousand and ten. I care about those characters. That Voyager episode with uh, with the pool. As soon as I yeah. knew that they weren't the real Voyager, crew, I'm like, oh, f- them. <laughs> like, I did not care about the rest of the episode. They could die for all I care because they're just oh, a, I did. a puddle of liquid. I did because at their core, they were still those same characters. Like I was saying to Reese before, is, you... is, is I feel like General General O'Neill didn't have any of the traits that make me like Colonel O'Neill. So I didn't I didn't like General O'Neill, so I didn't care when he died. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tilk, we never got to see any of those sensitive moments about Tilk that we know about. He kind of almost like did. Almost. And then he goes, well, he goes, you know oh, what? You killed my family. And that's so. when he yeah. that. No, I don't believe that is yeah. an amazing... Yeah. That was a brilliant turn. Yeah. The way that... Him sending that bomb in the end is what f***ed him over. Yeah. I thought that 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 great little moment, great little piece of yeah. writing, something you don't really think about being really poignant towards the end. Yeah. There. So like I said, there's little things like that that are nuggets of a great episode. But overall, I was just like, let's get to politics. Let's you know, oh, let's get to the finale. <laughs> um, and at least. And, and this like, episode, as I said, viewers, he's not joking. So. And this episode <laughs> didn't even have the guts to put it to be continued on the end of it. Like, you know, like they do for the next two or three episodes. And yeah. I feel like the way the next episode picks up, this one should have just been a to be continued. Yeah, you're right. Because Daniel's just like, he drops through, blah, 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 they're coming! Fade to black. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the same cardinal sin that, oh, this is going to open a can of worms. <laughs> but this is the same cardinal sin that Empire Strikes Back. Um, did in terms yeah. of Empire Strikes Back great little vignettes of films but as an overall story fails because it's a comeback next week there's no there's no thank you Joss Whedon we yes. get it yes there's, yes, there's, no. there's no ending to Empire Strikes Back well and then so, you you hate the Lord of the Rings then 
Yes, we know that we know <laughs> Lord of the Rings. That's you call yourself a geek. Very or... well established. Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> How do we just on that, actually? You just guys call yourselves geek, and I'm in, like... These two have never seen an episode of Star Trek in their lives. You, I appreciate you. So <laughs> we're geeks, not nerds. Brendan, Brendan, you went through and watched the entire series of Star Trek Voyager, which I very much appreciated. But you know, you guys call yourselves geeks and have never seen Star Trek. Okay, so. on the on the just actually on that with the comparison to to Empire, how do we feel? I guess when you look back at the original Star Wars, A New Hope, as we uh, as we now know it, uh, the fact that like Vader, who we get told killed our main character, our protagonist's father. So a pretty yeah. key character, key character in the evil empire. Even though he's very much a background character in that film, when you look at yeah. just that film alone, and it's a he retcon. only has like twelve. Or f- yeah, exactly, it is. Yeah. But he doesn't get killed, seemingly by design. Even though they didn't know what that film was going to turn out to be, but maybe George Lucas, they're going, eh, "There's a chance it's going to become a franchise." Mm. Um, the two Tie Fighters next to him get destroyed by Han Solo. Darth Vader's little not what's it, what's he got? Not a Tie Fighter, but whatever his little tie interceptor, whatever the hell it's called, floats off yeah, into yeah. space, seemingly on just for whatever reason, just what yeah. spinning, so spiraling then, out of control, right? Actually, Death Star he blows up. On the Ewoks home why didn't he go to Why didn't yeah. he go to Yavin Four? Right? Like, how do we feel about that? Just by comparison to Empire, where Empire technically has no finish because it's a comeback next week because you get the cliffhanger. I'm your father, but Darth Vader, this Dark Lord, seemingly the greatest fighter the Empire has floats off very close to the rebel base and seemingly does nothing and he's in a tiny little fighter like how did he get back to well, no, that's, the that's, empire that's that's a he who fights and runs away lives to fight another day they he he's Darth Vader yeah but yeah. as a as a film itself <laughs> that would be so like, cool well it has a beginning middle and as end yeah. the goal at the end of the film is to blow up the Death Star yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they blow up the Death Star and save yeah. the rebellion no that's cool so no that's, no I just wanted to ask because I yeah. only because I always think about those films as being a great trilogy, you know, or a great series or whatever. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it has that ceremony at the end. There mm. is, there's closure there. Like if, if there was never any any Star Wars, Actually, past, <laughs> you can, you past can, you can bring it up. Go. <laughs> Why? Just like Batman vs Superman, you know, they had the oh, funeral. Oh no, I was going to say that. I was going to say there is a great uh, there's a great video going around Facebook at the moment that has that ceremony at the end of A New Hope with no music, without any thematic music. music. Oh, yeah. It's the most so amazing thing. I've seen the chewy <laughs> in quite a while. <laughs> Just, and just the awkward looks between Mark yeah. Hamill and Carrie Fisher. And the coughs uh-huh. in the background of the crowd. <coughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. And, and, and the uh, clanging of the medals that she's putting R2 on. And R2 coming Just dancing it. weirdly and then just like, oh, he's so cute. <laughs> Shut up, no one's They just turn about. around and look at the crowd. Like That was before I hit play, I'm like, oh, that's going to be the best. <laughs> that bit where they turn around and go. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Um, some other stuff just uh, I guess we're going to have to start wrapping this up this is already our longest episode ever and probably for good reason because we have such Star Wars instead (laughs) (laughs) but uh, some other stuff I did really like about uh, this episode I'll I'll save I guess the biggest uh, reveal of uh, for the series until last is that one uh, even as a colonel in an alternate reality Hammond loves the (laughs) self-destruct because O'Neill goes up to talk to Teal and Hammond quickly goes this is my moment to shine and goes up Goes up to whoever's in the controls and goes, Now I want you to hit the self destruct button. A minute to go. Wouldn't you, just, wouldn't you just love it like 12 o'clock each day? General O'Neill's like, All right, uh, you got the helm, Hammond. All right, he's off. Set the self destruct. <laughs> 45 minutes. Put it on. It's like everyone's knocked off and gone home for the day. He just like, makes sure no one's around and he just puts the self destruct. Oh, he's yeah. falling and just- asleep on night shift. He's run out of coffee. He's like, How am I going to keep myself awake? Put it on like a 10 minute up. And as he starts to fade, he's like, Whoa, shit! I bought it! 
gets down to 10 seconds and he turns it off. He goes, yeah, that's the shit. And then he goes home for a beer. He just likes entering his oh, organization. God, that so good. <laughs> I just saved the planet. Just oh. like fist pump. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two, well, as we um, as we teased oh, it earlier, Walter with a machine gun just full coming. Oh. Come get some! Come get some! Yeah, That's awesome. the Walter we, we want. That's the best thing about That's the ultimate the Walter reality. We deserve. I would have sacrificed our Daniel if Walter yeah. had come back through yeah. the yeah. Yeah. Then we could start reading these synopsises for real because yeah. Walter would be there to save everything. Oh, hey, <laughs> Hammond, you're fine. I'm a gentleman now. <laughs> And then number three, uh, not as much fun, I guess, considering the fun we've had in the last two, is that uh, we've now been revealed that a wormhole can only um, stay yes. open for 38 minutes. Yeah. Yes. That's so, established now. That's well, in-world. I think, well, in that universe, Carter can only hold them for 30 minutes. Well, she said around half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then the Gould can maxed out at 38 minutes. So I think at that, yeah. Yeah, that point they just go, okay, well, we're as good as the Gould now, so we can, yeah. we can handle the 38-minute window. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is kind of cool because I know we have been uh, teasing at that, I guess, with, with you, Rhys, because until now they haven't yeah. they haven't stated that. And also with when we started talking about Get Into Gate and we said how we're going to do this because we could talk about this show for hours, and we said, hey, one little bit, a, a, little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a meta joke to the uh, to the fans that have watched the series and know the ins and outs of the details. Why don't we try and cap every episode at thirty eight minutes? So while we sort of you know fall short Even of that or, or just go over, yeah, <laughs> which would be kind of cool. And I said, well. How are we going to do that at the start? And then we thought, oh, let's not actually do it until they establish it at 38. So yeah. maybe from next week in politics, let's going, cap it at hey, 38. let's get Matty on this podcast. He doesn't talk much. <laughs> <laughs> Even when he says, I'm going to go sit over here and you guys talk about what you like. <laughs> Still didn't happen. And also do with wormholes that uh, a wormhole can come in midway through the other gate dialing out. Because yeah. yeah, I mean, our guys are that. dialing out in a computer, which takes so much longer than the ghoul on the other side. Just, just punch, tap, punch, tap, punch, tap, punch. Tap, into the DHD so you know the fact that they managed to get a uh, a wormhole established to the mirror planet was a miracle anyway like how mm. slow are the good like did they go take a piss when the 38 <laughs> window yeah. minute window left and they're like oh shit should you well, come back they and... don't have watches no so, he's just like mm, yeah punching through oh god this is why do we have to keep doing this like... <laughs> oh I pushed the wrong one hang yeah. up <laughs> <laughs> Shit! <laughs> is there a, is there a hang up button? What do they do? They, sure? Do they hit the middle button like halfway through and it just yeah, sort of disconnects? Wah, 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 wah. Maybe they've just got to just let it wait and, and go engaged. Yeah. <laughs> Does otherwise, anyone the number you have again. dialed is otherwise, incorrect? <laughs> otherwise, there's a hole in the in the in the pedestal. I've got to get their staff weapon and press it in for the reset. <laughs> <laughs> is anyone prank dial with Stargates? Like, do they dial just? Dude, you know what? You know what I thought of a, a great prank is if you get the two stargates facing towards each other and you get one dialed in, like say SG two are coming back from a, a mission and you put the other stargate in front, you like dial some other planet <laughs> and then they come straight through that stargate into the next one and they're like, Wait, I thought we dialed home. Why are we on this <laughs> random planet? <laughs> the toilet planet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Daniel could have suggested that. He goes, we want to send a bomb through the true like he is. Have you thought of fecal matter? <laughs> yeah. Um, Start there. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, Just I'm, do a shit in there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little bit ahead, but when we your shit and throw it through, <laughs> I'm a little bit ahead in episodes. So when we get to one of the early episodes of season two, there is a uh, there is a, a toilet, poop on it? There is a toilet gate moment. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But <laughs> but not just be a piss. 
No, it's it's pretty graphic. <laughs> it's it's a now, solid now that you guys have set up the toilet planet, when I saw yeah. it, it's the first thing I thought of straight away. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, the only thing was what Reese said that Tilks got a little warning about thing being radioactive, but they never go back to that again ever. Mm. And isn't it established back when we first meet Nearty that um, Tilks gold symbiote protects him from all that sort of stuff? Yeah. yeah. So I'm guessing it was. Well, actually, here's an interesting theory I had: is is it the Gu'ol, it was a type of um, radiation the girl weren't immune to, or did the Gu'ol mm. put that symbol up to scare away any Jafar because the Gu'ol were afraid of what they might learn on that planet? Yeah, yeah that's true. Was it a way, is it just that maybe the Gu'ol were afraid of the technology these people had mm. and they put that up? Why they wouldn't destroy the technology, I don't know. Maybe they yeah, couldn't, I guess, maybe if we're filling in gaps, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, this is Robert C. Cooper, mate, we're talking about. <laughs> um, we should make a new also, rule for Brendan. Three Robert C. Coopers and he's cut off. Hey, and also, take we've note, all jumped on board that wagon, all right? Take note, this is the only time Brendan will be defending an episode written <laughs> yeah. by Robert C. Cooper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Story by someone else, though. So yes, it's yeah. okay. Story by a guy who created Crichton. Farscape, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so we're all happy. All right, are we all, all got it off our chest. We feel good. We're all still friends, I feel. I mean, Brendan yeah. and Reese and I are all still mates, yeah, obviously. But <laughs> do we, we hate Maddie or not? How do we, we feel? We don't know why Great. And it's you're here. Be... But right, we'll, anyway. we'll, we'll find that out for next episode, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am the odd one out again next the week. The tables have turned. Okay, Jesus. we will be back uh, next week. But that, so far today, is... I might is... not be, actually. Yeah, you might Take a week off, guys. Maddie's right solo next week <laughs> an alternate universe <laughs> that is episode 19 there but for the grace of God for Get Into Gate we will be back next week episode 20 the penultimate episode of uh, the first season of Stargate SG1 called Politics and Maddie what a it, it is isn't it great let's discuss it next week like uh, you it. can find all of our uh, Get Into Gate stuff on socials Facebook, Twitter and Instagram simply at Get Into Gate drop us an email getintogate at gmail.com and all our podcasts on SoundCloud and iTunes but Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Maddie. I pitch Maddie. Reese. At the Flying Gibson. And Brendan. At the Brendan Gibson on Instagram. And everything Get Into Gate does is part of the larger world that is Get Into Geek. You can find everything we do over there, getintogeek.com. Let's do it all again next week for politics. If anyone who hates this episode as much as I do, please let me know. I need new friends. (laughs) Yeah, you do. (laughs) Getintogeek.com.